Where were you 25 years ago? You know, for some, it's almost impossible, maybe impossible to remember. But for many of us, we can look back and say, what was going on then? 1996 was the year. Can you picture a scene from it, if you were alive? Who was there in the scene you picture? This week, a, a guy I was in college with randomly showed up here at St. Mary's, someone that I hadn't thought of in years. And it got me thinking. Bartimaeus and Mark, the author of the Gospel from which we read today, scholars say it would, about, would have been about the same time gap, about 25 years Not everyone that Mark wrote about in this gospel of his that Jesus cured is named. In fact, the vast majority of the cures and the miracles were of anonymous recipients. But Bartimaeus, he gets his name in there. Why? Why was he so memorable? I'd propose two reasons. First, because he was real, and secondly, because he was relational. The real part should be obvious. The scriptures, the gospels tell us real accounts, but sometimes we start applying them to our lives, and this is a good thing to do, but we start applying them to our lives about how these scriptures apply to our lives here and now, and we forget that this was a real flesh and blood human being, a blind man who was begging, one who cried out, one who was shushed, one who still cried out all the more, was called, leapt up, spoke to Jesus, and was healed. Someone with a real voice, someone with real fears, with real hopes and dreams, Someone who Jesus really asked, what do you want? Really? Yeah, really. Jesus asked him, what did he want? And he, Bartimaeus, really answered. He spoke of what he longed for. And in all that realness, he spoke for us. Regardless of our physical ability to see or not, we all have some blindness. We all have some, some things that we hold back from God and others and don't love with all of our heart, mind, soul, and spirit. And so Bartimaeus shows us that it's okay to ask for what could be obvious but still needs to be articulated. Lord, I want to see. He says those words for us, because that's what all of us, whatever, whatever the limitations are in our lives, whatever our shortcomings are, we want to see. Yes, we want to see the beauty of sunsets and beautiful autumnal days and family and friends and all the rest. But ultimately, we want to see God. We want to see Jesus. Lord, I want to see. It's real. But secondly... It's relational. Bartimaeus is relational. He receives his sight, and then what does it say? 
Immediately he received his sight and followed him on the way. We can presume that Mark, the evangelist, knew Bartimaeus because Bartimaeus was known, that he was part of the early Christian community, that this wasn't just a one and done and he went off on his own. No, he followed Jesus on the way. He could have done otherwise. Many do. They come into Jesus' life, they're healed, and then they go about their business. He could have gone back to his his cloak that he left up from like a wild man, not being sure that how this was going to turn out. He could have gone to his own family and friends. He could have gone on to his own dreams that surely he had, but he chooses in that moment to become part of something so much bigger than his old cloak, or even bigger than his family and friends and dreams. He goes out into the whole world, sharing that good news, the gospel. Today, we talk about that in part because it's World Mission Sunday. Each year on this day, we remember that the church is bigger than just right here. more than just right here, that it is to go to the four corners of the world and to the four corners of each of our lives, that the church has a mission, but maybe even better, the church is a mission, just as Jesus sent them out to baptize, to teach all nations, right from the beginning, so he does so today. The bishop's letter in the bulletin today. The words of Pope Francis is also so moving about sharing this gospel message with developing nations, with these great, quote-unquote, professional missionaries that we need to support financially and with our prayers. But I think to get to the core of World Mission Sunday, there's nothing better than the quote of D.T. Niles. Do you remember what he said about the church? The church is one beggar telling another beggar where he found bread. That seems so right to me. Where one beggar, one beggar telling another beggar where he found bread. I think that's the best definition of missionary work. Because we're, that's the best definition of, of the whole church. Because all of us are blind beggars to some degree. We all have blind spots in our lives, and we all cry out to God for mercy. We're all blind beggars, but please, God, we, we have found the bread. Not just bread that will fill our bodies and bellies for, for a day, but, but the bread that ultimately satisfies. The bread of heaven. The bread that is poured out here in the Lord's body and blood. The church's mission is right here in our gospel today, in part seen in a very poor light, because Jesus is following, is being followed by the early church, and what do they do when they first hear, out, hear Bartimaeus cry out? Shush, quiet you. Jesus is here. This is important. Quiet. Stop your nonsense. Just crying out because you can't see. That's a big downer. 
No. It's not... Surely we sometimes have that. that. That light that says, no, this is too messy of an issue to bring to the Lord. No, that's not the church's mission in a good way. But in a good light later on, as the, when the Lord says, no, call him. Bartimaeus had kept crying out, and even though their natural tendency was, shush, quiet, don't bother the master with your petty problems, Jesus says, call him. He invites the whole church to do so, to call others to him. I don't know about you today, but I, I hope you made your way around town, because it just felt like there was so much good stuff going on. The 400 college students going around to, to rake leaves and help their, their neighbors in need. The parents and fans supporting the, the high school football team. The, the musicians down on Main Street for the Flannel Festival. And right here in our backyard, the, the Knights of Columbus preparing for the, the pancake breakfast tomorrow morning. All of these little things, just little signs of hope. It doesn't sound like the missionary work, like great missionaries of old going into developing nations and spreading the gospel, but that's what it is in a very real way. Take courage. Don't buy into this message that there's nothing but despair and that there is no hope, but rise up. Come to him. Come to the one who is the source of all that is true and good and beautiful. Come to the one who gives that bread of life. Come to Jesus, who is both real and relational, for he gives us eyes to see.